Yes, yes, people of the world. And we're back again. What's up? With, with Where the Key's at. Today, subject, we're going to talk about the power of choice, mm -hmm. life lessons, mm -hmm. and famous people making their decisions. Yeah, all right. And we'll start off with how has your power of choice influenced you today? Today we have Eli. What's up, everyone? How you doing? I'm just kissing my teeth, thinking about power of choice. I'm thinking, what, what's this power you're talking about? No pressure. <laughs> and we'll have some guests joining later on. Yeah. Let's just be honest. We had some guests who turn up late coming later on today. You know how some yeah. people are. Some yeah. people are late on yeah. time. So you know who you are. Yeah. So what's up? What's on your mind, Gav? Me? I just want to talk about how people need to read contracts and also learn about what speciality and niche they want to go into yeah. in life. Those yeah. kind of things. Because you've got famous people that know what they want to do. Yeah. And then you have some people that are kind of weary. But the important thing is to learn from other people's mistakes so they don't become your future. Yeah. And hip hop, I think in general, has got some brilliant stories when it comes to contracts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 360 deals and all that, you know, how Puff owns everybody's publishing. <laughs> Did you hear about Mace? Is that no. what you're talking about? What's he saying? Yeah. So Mace is, um, I don't know how old this this information is. I can't remember where I heard it or where when I heard it. But Mace doesn't own his masters, obviously, which is fair enough. He was on the label. He was on yeah. Puff's label. Mm. But when Puff bought his publishing, so the publishing is your rights to the music, yeah, your yeah, rights yeah. to the replays and... Um, on air and whatnot, and you know the residuals from that music. Mm -hmm. But when Mace was new, he was writing for Bad Boy. Yeah. And then Puff said, "You know what? If you need some money, I'm going to give you X amount of thousand, and you sign your publishing to me, and I'll own your publishing for X amount of years." And Mace was like 19, so he said, "Yeah, cool." Yeah. And I think Puff gave him thirty thousand or something like that. Wow. And he owns Mace's publishing for another, I think it was 25 years. He signed it for. Yeah. So it's like another seven years or something left on that publishing. And Mace was saying. I want my publishing back. Mm. But on the flip side, he's like, I should have I should have paid attention to what I was signing away because Puff mm. gave me the stuff and he told me to, you know, to look it into it or whatever. Yeah. But the deep thing with that was Puff gave him his lawyer. <laughs> see, see, see. That that if 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 someone's playing both sides, you gotta look at that. Because yeah. who, who's who's the common denominator? The lawyer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, like yeah. It's, it's okay to send someone being a secret agent to, to go do for the other person mm. and then behind closed doors you get a little back pay. Yeah. But it, it, it should be a lesson, them kind of things, and just kind of bring it on to, you know, people like Kanye and people of today. Even Ice Cube, everyone's kind of, I think people have seen straight out of Compton, you know, he didn't sign the contract. It was for a reason. Yeah. Because they, they basically held him against okay, if you get this, then you get this much percentage. Mm -hmm. But he was young at the time, but he had his head screwed on to be like, okay, if it sounds like a too good to be true, then it probably is. Yeah. But the litigations of him signing a contract was after the fact, then he gets the check. But do you know how much for him, coming from where they came from, yeah. how much self-confidence and kind of realization of your power it takes and a young person mm -hmm. coming from a deprived background mm -hmm. in a situation that looks so glamorous that must 
be so difficult to do. Yeah. And they know the majority of young people ain't got that, especially mm. poor young black people mm. who are sold this image every day and do anything to get to that image. Yeah. They know they can come and just pick you up. And Ice yeah. Cube is, unfortunately, he was one in a million mm. to, to not do that. And yeah. I bet after that, he probably still signed a bit of a janky contract. Yeah, it's you know? true. But I, I bet he read it though. He did. He, yeah. He's going to have to at some point. But the, the I think the lesson is is to understand the entirety of what you put your pen to paper with. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, there's only so much you could be naive to, to, to be like, okay, yeah, let the lawyers handle it. Mm-hmm. The lawyers is getting paid whether you do it or not. Yeah. So what what exactly do you actually place value on? Yeah. Their opinion mm. or your actual time and worth. Exactly. So it is a conundrum, but it still needs to be served there. You need to at least read what you're doing. So what else? What happened with the rest of the people in um, NWA then? They already signed their contract. Oh, and okay. what happened is that the Easy was holding, he owned the company, Ruthless Records. Uh, there was a fall. Oh, it was Jerry Heller, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Dr. Dre he kind of find out that Cuba's onto something bef- afterwards, after the fact. Right. So that broke up NWA because Dre wanted it out and he started Death Row. Yeah. And the rest is history on that side. Look at Dre now, contracts, speaking of contracts. Oh, the missus. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's another contract, the love yeah. contract. Yeah. And in America they do, I think we have prenuptials here, but they're not like common. No. But they have that whole... Which I think is good. They 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 treat marriage like a business mm-hmm. arrangement, and you yeah. have a prenuptial agreement, mm-hmm. and it's not frowned upon to talk about that before you get married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't mix love with business. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if he had one or not. Did he not have one? It's been debated. There's supposed to be one that he allegedly may have torn up or something like that. I can't confirm, but I do know you that. You tear it up. It don't matter. It's a contract. Like it doesn't, you know. Doesn't, I don't, I'm not sure if there's a copy that that that's up in his lawyers. They will know better. But the go the negotiation is that the split is going to turn real nasty before it gets any better. At least for him, because he he is more than just a name. Like his name is marketed. Mm-hmm. So when you think of Dr. Dre, you think of Beats by mm-hmm. by Dre. You think of his music. You think of his royalties and what he's built up over the last twenty years. Yeah. And you know. 30 years. Yeah, well, 30 years, technically. But, you know, while he's been with her, under marriage, those are the last kind of years. Cause, is that 20 years, is it? Yeah, something like that. Because she wants, he wants, like, the rights or the public... She wants his publishing, don't she? That's what yeah. she's going for. It's yeah. His publishing. Because that's, that's a check every month. It's a big check every Forever. month. Forever? Yeah. Forever? Yeah. You get people... There, there are artists out there that live off publishing. They don't even put music out no more. Right, Kerry? Mariah Carey. Sam Mariah Carey, all I want for Christmas is you makes her like quarter of a mil a year for yeah. nothing. Every every Christmas. Every year. That's, yeah. How old is that song? 25 years old? More, yeah, more than I think, technically. But yeah. And that's crazy. Yeah. But that's that's only one error. I just think that right Seven now. Seven strings of income, man. Go on, Mariah. Sorry, Carey. <laughs> 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 no, nah, I was saying, I was saying just right now, it, it, it is a case of if people understand like what I was saying, like the whole thing with business, transactions, life, yeah. lessons, is one of those that it's got to come hand, hand in hand. Yeah. Your income is only as good as your net worth and your network, but do you value it in the same way as if you want to buy something? Because before you buy something, 
you got to afford it. Yeah. If, you, if you can't afford it, what are you doing there? That's not a question enough people ask themselves. Really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why am I buying this £25,000 car? Mm. Can I afford this £25,000 car? Yeah, choice. 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 But that, I think that's where we actually have more power is in, is in purchasing. Yeah. We have more power in purchasing where we choose to spend our money, mm-hmm. how often we choose to spend, how much we choose to spend, you know, mm-hmm. and how yeah. we, what format the currency is or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think if people take us more seriously that way, they'll take us more seriously the other way too when it comes yeah. to employing us or giving us the opportunities to do yeah. things. Because what I've noticed, there's a lot of brothers and I say our community, there's a lot of rich people, but we don't have generational wealth. Mm-mm. That's the thing. People are not, it's not like we're supposed to be shown how to do it, but if we don't na- navigate and actually teach the, the, the youth as to what you need to do mm-hmm. to one, maintain, and two, proceed for the generation after you, then we're always going to be sure of where we need to be in terms of wealth as such. Because it's not necessarily monetary wealth, but just yeah. you know, making sure that what you have in love mm. is also matched with the token of money ain't got owners, just spenders. It's very true. So... It's one of those, it, it, it does, it is one of those that people, I think, should take in consideration. Do you know what, though? I feel like you, you're saying that uh, we haven't developed it yet. I think we were on our way mm-hmm. as a community, as a group. Mm-hmm. Um, black people, especially especially black people from um, Caribbean families who came over here in the 50s and 60s yeah. in this country. We were on our way to actually establishing... Mm-hmm. How to keep our money, how to save our money, yeah. how to put in together to own and earn something, like mm-hmm. buying houses together as a community and things like that. Yeah. Have our, our own kind of um not borrowing money to get things. Yeah. Everyone's grandma, like no one's grandparents who come from Jamaica and live here had credit cards when they come here. Mm-hmm. But yet they all managed to get a lot of them managed to get on the property ladder, they all managed mm-hmm. to cook food, stay together, entertain themselves. Mm-hmm. Um you know, they all managed to find partners without having to spend loads of money to to yeah. to attract people. Yeah. So how did they do it? Because it got lost. You know, technically, that Windrush generation came to what they called of the UK, the mother country. And this is after the Second World War. So when they're picking up all the, the, the dead jobs that people don't want to do, yeah. we're coming over thinking, oh, yeah, opportunity. And then you come to find out that you get more oppression to coming over here rather than just being in your country where it could be, your comfort zone is is you being in your community. You're stepping out into the unknown, yeah. trying to do better and save better for your family and then come to find out it's, it's 10 times worse than you had back at home. Yeah. You know? So they're kind of forced to their own community in a way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's kind of like we see that going on now with the immigrants in this country now. Mm-hmm. Their, their oppression is so deep from everybody on the outside mm-hmm. you know yeah um all the british people are saying oh you're over here taking our jobs just what they said to our people mm-hmm. um that they stick to them to themselves they yeah. don't mix with us because yeah. it's not safe do you know what I mean? we didn't yeah. mix with them yeah because it wasn't desirable to mix with people when one out of ten ain't gonna respect you or want you there mm-hmm. also it's not safe yeah them teddy boys and all them coming for you that ain't, that ain't safe so yeah, yeah, yeah. i spend my money with my people but now i feel like it's it's just as 
there's still a risk there, I think, to us completely investing our time and our culture with everybody else and feeling safe. I still think there's a risk there. Yeah. Um, and that risk is no longer violence or overt racism, but it's kind of, it's a risk of losing everything we had. The more time we spend outside, the more interest we become in everything else apart from our core where we started. You know? yeah. And I think that's for a, a large segment of our community, that's, we're kind of losing that sense of self mm -hmm. that our grandparents had. They, def yeah. they didn't have the monetary things, but they definitely had a sense of self. Yeah, I think, I think what happened is before when we were separated, we had no choice, as I was saying before. And now it's more integrated where, okay, someone that don't look like you, you try to get on with them and you're not trying to see as pull the race card. But essentially, you have to have some type of core stability in your community, at least be connected to it. Because at the end of the day, right, they're the people that understand the struggle you go through. You know, it's someone that looks like you can relate to better to rather than something that don't look like you. Can relate and every culture does it. Every culture does it. Italians are going to go home to their community and speak to their fellow Italians. And in their language. And this is the thing. We don't have the language to actually be... Because we're like... It seems to be... English seems to be most of our first language. Oh, in England, yeah. Yeah, in the mother tongue. But, you know, before they say, ah, oh, what, what do you speak? You don't, you don't really hear people say Swahili or they're from this country yeah. or that. They don't really hear that. Yeah. But it's, it's one of those, what I'm trying to put is, the thing is we are, we've become so pulled and divided mm. that we don't even know ourselves mm. as to who we really are and just the magnetism between a black woman and a black man mm. is something that needs to be considered with just being ourselves. And I think it's been shied away where we, we put on the mask and go out to work every day, but sometimes you go, eventually you got to take that mask off and be real with your family at some point. There, there are people that have shied away from who they are to give the impression that they're successful. So they trade who they are for someone else that looks like they're trying to go up and above. I always wonder, well, what is it that when you start to get so high that you shed um, yourself from where yeah. you came from yeah. and do other cultures do that when they become successful do they shed their original community to emulate or to try and be like the culture that's at the top because we certainly do it's true it's true I think at some point it becomes this theory of crabs in a bucket we're trying to fight to to be seen like we only get you only get one that is going to be the top mm. you don't really get a shared bunch where okay you're good at your field this one's good at sports, this one's good at entertainment. You know, all collaborate, collaborate together to, to get signed. Literally, you think about how many the billions and billions of pounds, billions of, of dollars that have passed through our hands. If we actually, you know, yeah. kept it in economically in, yeah. our, in our community, yeah. we could literally do for ourselves. Yeah. But that's not the choice. Before it, before it stays in our hand, it's already gone to the next person. Uh -huh. And the person don't even live in the community. Uh -huh. They just collect that bundle and just be on their way. There's got to be some type of stance to be like, okay, if you really put a ten, tenner one every week and let it sit and don't touch it, by the end of the, the year, couple bags. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... You know, it's not it's not thing that we can't do it. It's just that we don't 
have the engineered education yeah. or the financial outlook to think, okay, I could do this. Do you know what? I, I gotta disagree. I don't, I, I'm not 100% on what you said there because I don't think it's necessarily about the discipline or the know-how. It's the distraction. I think a big part of it is the distraction. Which part? The cons us being consumers? The way we're distracted from the goal. Like we, we don't know what the goal is. We, we think the goal, especially under 30-year-old people, yeah. Yeah? under 30-year-old black people mm -hmm. nowadays yeah. are distracted by the bag. Yeah. They're distracted by the image. Yeah. Like the black image is sold to us. There's only one. Mm -hmm. There's not, a, you know, with young white people, mm -hmm. they're sold several images of themselves. Yeah. And one of those images is like the hip hop type of got the Gucci bag person. But that's mm -hmm. just one of several images, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. What, every so often a kid will go that route. Mm -hmm. But we've got one image sold to us. Entertainer yeah. with money yeah. and shiny things yeah so when you're trying to put your money aside to do something you're like hold on let me just go and buy that bottle that i saw jay-z with li mm. this weekend because i've got enough for it now yeah. that's what i do right i'm yeah. gonna go and buy the bottle and it's not until you get to an age where it's, it's quite late in the game like mm. 30 that you start to think hold on i need some things now i need some security now i need things for my family now yeah but little did you know your counterparts you went to school with were buying property when they're 19, 20. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm looking for people that look like me in positions everywhere, not just on the television, you know, yeah, in, yeah. The, in the doctor's surgery, in the, in the garage, working on my car, whatever. Mm -hmm. But when you look around and the only person you see is Buster Ryan's or someone buying jewellery from Jacob, you think, mm. wow, what, what clothes are they wearing? How yeah. did they get that? Yeah. And yeah. you become distracted. It's very difficult. So... Mm. I do think we've got some, we do have the urge. We're just humans. We're all the same. Yeah. We have the urge to want to build something, but yeah. um, sometimes we're being distracted and pulled away from that. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's a mistake that the only image of, that we see of ourselves is that image. Yeah. But just to bring it on, you was talking about sports and entertainment. Mm. I mean, did, 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 did you see the, the connect the dot? Like the physical undertone is that we're only successful in sports and entertainment largely as as, shown, as yeah. black people but it's not to say that it doesn't apply to all fields of work i'm just saying that like at the moment the 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 biggest or the most famous seem to be from that kind of place yeah but when you actually look at it like you said actually the most successful people in entertainment and sports aren't black mm. over if you if you add them all up over history even yeah. the last 20 years mm -hmm. they're not right mm -hmm the people who have made the most financial gains and whatnot. Yeah. And maybe even had the most success in terms of, you know, sports winning things. Yeah. Across all sports, are probably not, but that's mm -hmm. but they're not pushed that image all the time, are they? No, they're not. No, like, no. This is this no. is your people. It's no. Black History Month this month. Yeah. And I was really pleasantly surprised in Ipswich to see that we we're celebrating a photographer, mm. um, a black photographer who lives in Ipswich, but was a, the first black Fleet Street photographer. Mm -hmm. And uh, his images are put up around the town yeah and he's he's taking pictures of successful black people in all fields not mm -hmm. just in in sports they've got a sports they've got lewis hamilton they've got okay. an entertainer they've yeah. got a boxer yeah. they've got a model but then there's they also got like um a doctor a surgeon you know they've got other mm -hmm. things on, on yeah. there as well yeah which is nice to see and i think hopefully we'll start to see that image more yeah. and then that will inspire my son or your child mm -hmm. to look at that and think oh there's something else i can do yeah yeah. Have you seen um Black Pound Day? It's founded by Swiss from So Solid. 
just it's, it's a day where they they talk about well the the basis it is to spend the money only in the black businesses mm -hmm. for a day only let just only in our community as such one day a year well it's supposed to be co currently from every month okay you know it, not too long ago there right. was one this month right. but essentially the the basis is, is us to actually do for self without yeah. necessarily needing other influences mm -hmm. and it's just one of those that i think if people are understood about it they would understand that they don't necessarily need somebody else to dictate what they can and can't do mm -hmm. and like i said the power of choice is like as we're talking right now there's there's people that are have have gone through all types of treatment in terms of we talk about lockdown and the uncertainty of medication. Vaccination. There are, yeah, there are, there are natural ways to actually actually keep yourself in good stead. Yeah. But if, if people don't shed light on it or if, if they're not made aware of it, then it just goes sweeped under the carpet. Mm -hmm. What do you think about John Boyega and his stance? Yeah, I love John Boyega. We spoke about him the other day on the pod, actually, yeah. um, briefly. But I, I remember when I first saw John Boyega on... Black Stormtrooper ad, do you remember that when it came out? Yeah, and he pops his head up in the screen and was like, Oh my god, it's a black man, <laughs> yeah. Stormtrooper! Yeah. And I never watched Star Wars to that day, mm. never. No. So that just goes to show you, first of all, mm. like if you want people to be involved in your brand, you need to have them on there, regardless of you know, want Chinese people, put Chinese people in there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I saw him and I was like, Okay, what's going on? They've got a black person in Star Wars, all right. Mm. He's British. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got yeah. more interested. Yeah. Then I started to find out what he's about and following yeah. him on social media. And I was like, oh, mm. he's really a black British guy. Yeah. Because, you know, you can have people who are just happy to be there. Like mm. most of us would be. Like, mm -hmm. I won't speak for you, but a lot of people would be happy to get the contract, to get the deal. Yeah. Disney have offered me a deal. I'm a small British actor. Mm -hmm. I will do whatever you want. I will yeah. play the game. Yeah. But, I mean, it's unapologetic mm. for where he comes from. Mm. And especially the place of London he's from. It's also... From South, isn't it? Yeah, Peckham. Right. And his folks knew Damalola Taylor. All right, I didn't know that. Yeah. So he, he, he really, really is a person that is close to what we call... What do we say? The... the, the I don't say the struggle, but the, just, just how London, how really London, how it is. Mm -hmm. So I think that would... At least what he's doing, and at least, and it's and it's started to to creep out where you got people like Stormzy and you've got John Boyega. Dave has made a tune, talk celebrating his blackness and all that. I think it's coming a case where people are becoming unapologetically black, mm -hmm. and it's one of those where right now it seems to be now or never, because mm. it's all it's okay playing the game, but at some point you've got to keep it real with your people yeah and it's one of those where essentially what is the legacy you leave behind by doing something mm. if you don't if you don't stand for something he's gonna die for nothing do you know what i think because dave and stormzy and skepta and jeremy and yeah. all those guys are representing and they're doing it their way yeah however they're in an industry where that's ex not expected but that's accepted like black people in music mm -hmm going all the way back to kind of blues and jazz, yeah. will speak their minds yeah. and try their hardest to be who they are. And that's mm. the appeal to mm. everyone, like yeah. not just black people. Yeah. Everyone sees 
a person who's not afraid to represent their culture and themselves and speak their mind and share it mm. as attractive. That's attractive. I'm mm. attracted to other races and cultures that do that too. I'm like, wow, you're true to yourself. And in music, it's attractive. Yeah. However, in the Hollywood system, it's mm. unheard of. Yeah. So for, for John Boyega to be like that and to be on his Twitter and Instagram and just bark back to people is brave. Yeah. He's working, I don't think he's in contract with Disney anymore, but he was working with Disney at the time. Yeah. Yeah. He was at Carnival. Did you see the Carnival thing? No, I've seen that, no. So he was at Carnival on his Insta and he was dancing with one of one of the, the ladies from one of the floats. Yeah. And people tried to cancel him. They really? Like, you were disrespecting women and you shouldn't be dancing with these women like this. And he just wow. got on and he was defending it. And he said, look, this is our culture. This is what we do every year. This is our yeah. carnival. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is how we dance. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, what he was saying, he didn't say it in so many words, but it was like, it's because I'm dancing with black women that you are, you're offended. Mm-hmm. As a black man, you expect me to not be, still be with my community. Mm-hmm. And he just was going at it. And yeah. at the same time, he's in this Disney kind of kids princess film or mm-hmm. whatever it is, Star yeah. Wars, you know, sci-fi film. Mm-hmm. But he's still being who he is and not yeah. not worried about losing that contract mm-hmm. or losing that opportunity because yeah. he feels that's more important. Mm-hmm. And and to a degree, I think he he has that thing that a lot of us don't have. He believes in his talent and he believes in his ability to go and get it another way. Like yeah. if this opportunity is gone, yeah. I'll seek another direction. Yeah, probably the way he's raised. He knows mm-hmm. his ability to to move on. Mm-hmm. And more recently, he's um. He left that advertising company, didn't he? The marketing company. Yes, uh, the Chinese one. So what happened is yeah. he was part of a company. I think it might be a perfume company or something like that. Mm. Um, a brand. And mm. he um, he's an ambassador for the brand. Yeah. And I think his role in the brand was to market it with his image. Mm-hmm. And so he came up with the marketing campaign right. for a particular advert. And mm. he based it around his culture, as he yeah. does. He got his family in there, mm. wearing traditional dress and... It was about the story of his life and how he grew up, this kind of advert. And then mm-hmm. he ends in him like getting the product or something like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they go to market this around the world and they use his image until it gets to China. Mm-hmm. And then the marketing team take his whole advert and mm-hmm. just put a Chinese person in it with the Chinese family and traditional culture. Wow. And just replace him. Wow. And he finds out once, to, once the campaign's been launched mm-hmm. that they've replaced him. The ambassador took his idea and replaced him with someone because they don't want to they don't think, they didn't say this, but obviously it's because they don't think that black people are going to sell in China. And we've always had that image, right? Black people don't work in these regions. Mm-hmm. What does that do for your confidence? You know, yeah. Most actors are going to think, oh no, they're right, I'm not going to mess with them. But John yeah. Boyega, again, he's like, do you know what? Social media has helped him because he's got a following, but, yeah. you know, good on him. I, th- I think it's, it's great to see that he's, he's, he's taken it the route he has because I will, I'd see that Hollywood has, has turned people out where they've used your talent for their their gains. Mm-hmm. And what is what do you get out of it? What what deal do you get? Do you, do they take you for someone that is just property to them, or can you be exploited that way? Do you value yourself to think, okay, yeah, I understand what I've signed as to what I've got into. What in turn is the legacy I leave behind? Because I'm sure in years to come he'll think that's that was just that was just part of who he's become. That's yeah. the fabric of who he is. Yeah. Here's a question for you. Go go. As a do you think 
a successful black footballer, yeah, musician, entertainer, mm-hmm. yeah. someone in the public eye, yeah, should bear the responsibility of representing the whole race politically and to be outspoken. That's the thing. It's a hard one, only because I know they didn't want to be seen as a role model, but with with responsibility, they have to be aware that there are people that watch them, whether they like it or not. But is that fair? Is that fair to expect that from, you know, the dude who just kicked ball and is now famous for it? Like, because he's seen himself as the same as his other 10 teammates. It's true. But at the same time, what does he look back on when behind closed doors? Who is he behind closed doors? You know, it's, it's, it's okay for... He's not... He doesn't have... The other people don't have to jump through many hoops the way he has. He still has to go through some type of program or some type of um, ladder for him to get where he wants. Are there other ways to pay it back? Because you can, I think, I think you can, I think the most powerful way to pay it back is with your voice and with your your image and putting your time into things. Yeah. But as I was just saying, some people, like maybe footballers or entertainers might not see themselves as that. Is, uh, Is there another way they can pay it back other than being, you know, verbal and being seen? Yeah, yeah. Just maintaining that relationship with the community, I think that would be fundamental for them to be taken as a person that is, maybe not the word hero is the right word, but to be seen as somebody that is of the community and of the organisation of the community. Because it's it's okay that you have that home support, but then when you make it, you decide to just kind of cut yourself off. Yeah. What, what, what? What is the legacy of... Because it's not... Okay, you moved out, but your family's still around. Yeah. So what happens there? And you there? see that as well. I'm sure you see that a lot in, in London as well. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. People who've got cousins who are this and that and the other. Mm. And you think... But it goes back to, are we expecting too much of individuals? Do we expect too much of the individual has made it perhaps quarter of the way on their journey yeah. to then hurry up and kind of support everyone else or represent for everyone else? Mm. When really... They're probably feeling, I'm not there yet and I don't no. want to tread on anyone's toes and mm. I don't want to make people feel But at the same token, it needs to be seen that what you do is not necessarily of yourself because it takes a village to raise a child. Now the child becomes of success. You represent that village as such. And going forward, with that name or with that, that, that people, that association of whatever club or whatever uh, field of endeavor you try to work and prosper in you represent somebody whether it's seen or 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 not taken into full consideration people are not hindsight is 2020 you got hindsight foresight insight and at some point you got to figure out like what do you want to see like this what ifs do you turn what ifs into what is them kind of things like oh, it's 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 our experience being black is is quite different to anyone else in the in, a, in the other community because we have to before you step out the door you know that okay us being a black man you might get this conundrum come happen to you but it's only the missus that really kind of knows what's going on as such you know because you you could put your shield down when you're home we try to make ourselves acceptable to everyone and non-threatening to everyone else yeah this is the thing that's the thing right there we're trying to be non-threatening to everybody else but who 
we turning ourselves out of ourselves. Yeah. Because I'm naturally not threatening to nobody as long as no one don't threaten me. Mm-hmm. But I got to explain, I got to prove myself more than anything else where someone else can, you know, the, the, the bodyguard, will, the, the security man will follow me before you check the man that's already in the aisle and dipping and gone. He thinks I did it. Not my identity, but I do feel like my personality is being suppressed sometimes because I don't want people to feel like I'm a threat. Yeah. And I know yeah. when I'm around my people yeah. who I choose to be with, yeah. I'm the least threatening person because yeah. they know who I am. Yeah. But I know when I get into that scenario yeah. and then if I'm to be exactly who I am and, and at times when I feel I need to speak up, mm-hmm. I speak up. Sometimes we don't have that freedom of expression, that fear of being, you know, judged, excluded. Yeah. This is the thing. We we, we have to work harder to, to be seen as non-threatening than anything else, as you were saying. But it slips it, out sometimes. It, though, it, it? Slips, <laughs> it slips out, it slips out sometimes. You have to you have to you have to balance it at some point. Yeah. You can't be ninety five percent this way and five percent that way. Yeah. It has to be some order in, in, in the chaos. There's only real one real solution though. Like we're talking about contracts and being yeah. part of someone's organization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's only one real solution. Mm. And that's to have Girls. to be the organization. Yeah. You but be the organization, you set you establish the culture. Just just understanding that us as people, we we are the people that have been taken out of our our, our home yeah. and have been surfaced around all over the world, but yet when we try and get back to ourselves and return back home and be our inner blackness, it's a problem for everybody else. But I hope it's Black History Month this month, October twenty twenty. Yeah. And in the UK, that's Black History Month, which is strange because it's February in America, but that's another thing. Yeah, yeah. I feel like... That, we'll, we'll talk about this, that. Yeah. I feel like this year, we're going to have a better Black History Month because every year I feel let down by Black History Month. Yeah. Um, it's on the television and they'll play a slave movie normally or something like that. Mm. And the BBC will do a few things and a few other people will do a few things and it's cool. Mm. You know, they put them on late at night. Mm. But... Already this year, because they're scared of backlash, because mm. now with Black Lives Matter movement and people being more alert and actually not just black people pushing for it, mm-hmm. people, companies are starting to represent a bit. Like Sainsbury sent me a text the other day, yeah. sent me an email saying, black people are so important to us and we're going to honour them this Black <laughs> History Month. And I didn't read the whole email, yeah, but I thought, yeah. oh, okay. So this year, 2020, yeah. you now realise we've got a Black History Month. But sometimes it takes that to, to push these organisations, however, yeah. you know. But I think, I think, I hope there'll be more positive things this year because there are always um, organisations yeah. trying to do things for Black History Month, especially mm-hmm. in this small town where I'm from. Yeah. But they don't always get access to venues, access no. to money and whatnot. And no. it already looks like um, the movements force people to recognise I've seen I've seen Royal Mail. They've got four different post boxes painted in black to commemorate Black History Month. Yeah. What? Yeah, they've got they've got a couple. There's one in Brixton. There's one in Ireland. One in Scotland, and I think Wales. Can't can't be sure. Okay. But they they got four different ones. But those kind of things are 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 kind of looking like the the aftermath of Black Lives Matter. And it looks like okay, and it's 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 seen as okay. We're not 
we're not like them. We just want to be, yeah. we, we just want to be seen as in the, in a good light rather than just everybody else. Let them do it. Black History Month, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. Yeah. I'll be impressed. But also, it's Black History Month. It's not Black Badge Month. Yeah. So the Royal Mail, I don't know what else. There. Maybe there's a campaign behind it. But if it's mm. just that, yeah. they're just painting these black, yeah. then it's just like putting a sticker on your Facebook page, isn't it? It doesn't mean nothing. <laughs> yeah. What's the history you're teaching? Maybe yeah. talk about the history of black people within the Royal Mail. Yeah, what yeah, was yeah. our role when we came over or yeah. before? You mm. know, How did yeah. we help if we were involved? Yeah. That that would be interesting. I think um, education institutions, you know, schools, colleges, mm-hmm. universities, um, to try and really work it into curriculum. I think that's the answer. Yeah. Because at the moment, the way it is, is um, organisations are, if they want to do something, they're allowed. You can do it if you want. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. There's no push. Mm-hmm. There's no curriculum. There's not even an email that goes around that says, this is what you need to do, like with other things that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that could be the next step mm-hmm. and just don't make it slavery this is the thing because there are people that are adamant that slavery was the start of how we came into existence in the west no I'm saying I'm looking at the UK yeah, and I'm looking how is the UK that small yeah. and you've got the size of Africa right Yeah. that allegedly can't look after themselves yeah. Because the UK is so minute compared to the size of Africa. Africa is wide and vast. Yeah. And the UK is so particular miniature. And you think to yourself, your empire started from that and you control this? But it's down to... <laughs> you can knock a giant out if he's not looking. It's true. Because we, we're the only... I don't want to say the fools, but we are the people that have traded a continent for islands. Yeah. And you look at it thinking... What what was what was the the better deal? What they got or what we got? Exactly. You know, but it's one of those where I don't think people want to talk about it at some point. Why? Why? What what, what people don't want to talk about it? I think I think the benefactors. And you know what? I think like it, it's now coming down to uh, big big money organizations and and you know people that want to keep their money, the common folk common folk who are not black are actually quite interested to learn. Yeah. People who like history like history. Like mm-hmm. In school, you know, the people who loved history, my son yeah. loves history. Yeah. He loves everyone's history. Mm-hmm. You teach him anyone's history, he loves yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. They'd love to hear our history. They'd love yeah. to be educated about what happened to us and where we're from. Mm-hmm. It's not going to harm them if they learn that. It's no. going to, anything you learn is going to give you more opportunity and more options, yeah. uh, more avenues, sorry. It's going to harm the people that are maintaining the status quo. Mm-hmm. You know, the, they're the people that don't want to put it into curriculums and whatnot. Yeah. But it's going to lead me on to this website. Have you seen this website, The True Size Of? No, I haven't seen that, no. Oh, my God. Check it out. Yeah, so it's, true, got, true size it's called of. The True Size Of. And I think it is some students made it or someone, he, he kind of asked himself, what is what are the real sizes of these countries mm. and continents? Because mm. the maps are not, the maps are created by the people yeah. that created them. They're right? accurate. So they're not accurate. And so it's funny. What you can do is you can drag, like, for example, I've got Greenland here. I don't know how well it works on the iPad. Mm. With a mouse, you can drag, like, Greenland over um, over the continent of Africa, for example. And it shows you the true size in relation to it. And it shrinks wow. down like this. It's tiny, small. Wow. You can drag England 
or the United Kingdom over certain countries in Africa and it's yeah. like nothing doesn't mm. exist you know yeah. you can drag the whole of North America over mm. Africa and it's just it's tiny mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. you know these maps are shown to us every day as if they are what yeah. things really look like yeah, yeah, yeah. and um but you know they were drawn they were made up and have changed over years mm -hmm. um you know over centuries and it's all about power and influence and yeah. we've never made one of these commercial maps so you know no the representation is going to be skewed there's a there's a guy called america vespucci that's how america was named after after him and one of those where the when people talk about america it is one of those where if people understand the bloodshed and the war of how America was came to be in existence. Because, you know, it started from 13 colonies, for those that don't know. But essentially, America, you know, is 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 all comes back to the British Empire at some point. Yeah. And when people kind of start dotting as to what they've kind of conquered, because people look at the word Commonwealth. Just break that word down. Commonwealth. There's a um I'm gonna kill myself for not knowing his name, but there's someone I was watching uh and uh, he's, he's an African educator and he's talking about the British Empire. Yeah. And he's saying, you know, wait, we're sold the British Empire. is like, it, it was all friendly and is everyone was happy Elisuga? to be part of the empire. David, David Elisuga? No. Oh. Everyone's happy to be part of the empire. But he was like, well, it's like everything else. Just think about it logically. Like over the time, I think Britain, the empire was over like 80% of the world at, mm -hmm. like, at different times altogether, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's saying, uh, what countries are going to allow a foreigner to come in and say, we, we're going to let you own, earn some of what your land is worth. You know, <laughs> and gonna, you're going to be happy and we're, you're going to be part of us now. Yeah. And we're going to take a percentage of what you earn and we're going to split the rest of you. Is that okay? Mm. Like what country is going to say, yeah, even the nicest country, the country that has got the best intentions for everyone is not going to agree with that. Right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's, there's, there's going to be force involved in that. Mm -hmm. It's never going to be good for anyone on the other side of that. Mm. So how is that something that we should celebrate and sing songs about? Mm. And you know, in England, we've got this Royal Britannia kind of business, but we should be singing it. Yeah. But when you think about the other side of the song, it's mm. not good for anybody, even the people of this country in a way, it's mm. not good for, it's good for yeah. the people that run it, you know? Yeah. And at the moment, we would not celebrate a pharmaceutical company that's killing millions of people and like sing songs for them. Mm -hmm. Essentially, they're doing the same thing, right? To a deeper level, these, these pharmaceutical companies uh, have privatized the, the, the prison system for their benefit. And at least in America, it's, it's classed as free labor as such. Basically, you seen the 13th? Nah, documentary on what well, Netflix? Mm. Not yet, not Just yet. The only thing I know pending, about the 13th Amendment by, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's scary because well you're 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 a slave to the system as to what they can and can't do. Yeah, because the amendment says something. Well, paraphrasing, it says no one's allowed to be a slaves, but the amendment says unless they're yeah. property of the state, yeah, yeah unless yeah, they're yeah. prison or whatever. Yeah. So then the laws come in that unfairly um, imprison Black Americans, mm -hmm. and yeah. so they, yeah. And she yeah. was saying if you look at this, if you got to watch it, it's Ava DuVernay, the director, yeah. brilliant director. Yeah. And the people she's talking to are saying they've had the numbers and they're like, there are more people in prison population than they can now than yeah. everywhere in slavery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and how is it like, you, you got, we could be what, 20% of that population, but 80% of the jail population, yeah? I think yeah. if I lived in, especially in one of those Southern states in America, I think I would have, I would have migrated back, back home. Yeah. I'd have been in, 
somewhere in West Africa now. Yeah. I don't think... I don't think Americans in general, white or black mm -hmm. or other, are showing enough about the world. They, they when I've no. gone there, Americans no. don't leave America a lot. No. You know, their passport percentage is very low. Yeah. And with that, it's almost like a bit of a prison and they don't realise the rest of the world's out there. Yeah. There's a... Um, there was a short piece somewhere about Americans now leaving America, black Americans leaving America and going mm. back to the homeland, to Ghana. For some what, reason. that year of return? Hmm? Year of return, is it? Year of return? Something like that. I think uh, it's in Ghana, isn't it? Yeah. yeah going yeah, back yeah. to Ghana. Yeah, and like, yeah. There's one woman in interview and she's, it struck me because she's my mum's age and she's yeah. like, I never knew that black people out here living and thriving I think I've seen my that whole actually. life. And I, I was like, that, yeah. that's crazy. They're not showing that image, are they? So, no, 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 no. And, and they, uh, most people will get their imagery from television, not yeah. from books, not from, yeah. you know, they're television. not getting information from that country. It's television from the country that's mm. keeping them there. Yeah. It's funny, right? Do you think Americans, I think I know the answer, but do you think Americans, if they could rewind time, would have, um, Taking West African slaves, if they knew if they knew that one day they'd have to let them be free and live in the country as equals. Nope. <laughs> nope. Not a not a not a long shot. Because it, at some point it that, that whole thing was only based on saving the union. Because most of for those that don't know, the union was based on in the South. They've got a lot of a lot of states and the the the, the divide was the north and the south. The Washington's in, in the north. The south is where controls the Senate. And it's the Senate that controls the country. And hence how the, the president is the face of the Senate. Right. But cut a long story short, Lincoln made that decision where he was trying to save the union between north and south. Because there's such a divide, that civil war happened around that time. And what stopped it was him saying, I'm saving the union first. But the, the undertone was, of slavery, but they still got paid at the end of the day. The slave didn't get paid as compensation. I thought I thought Lincoln just cared about the black people. Nah, it's not, it's not that. It's not that. Nah, not by a long shot. But you know, enough said. I, I think people don't really see it as as, as what it is because you know, in 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 Britain, in sla slavery, as people do know, the compensation was given to the slave owners. And the slave owners were wise enough or thoughtful enough to think, okay, we're gonna use this money. And hence how they've built the banks, the banks off our backs. So if people really take the time to see, the banks have been made off slavery and the benefactors have, have everything to still be, to this day, everything's built on the banking system and the slavery. Do you know what's deep, right? And it this is how I know it's, it's gone too far. Mm -hmm. The bank stuff is not a secret. No, it's not it's a secret. Not, and I keep referencing the BBC. Yeah. And I know there's other outlets out there mm -hmm. and there's, you know, different levels of reliability and trust. But yeah. the BBC investigated that. I think it was on the Panorama mm -hmm. about slavery and money and where the money's gone. And the second was about the banks. Mm -hmm. And it had someone from it, may have been HSBC, and they were talking about, you know, how the history is in, mm -hmm. where the money has come from, mm -hmm. you know, the slavery, slave owners, and they yeah. were part of the bank and part of the board or whatever. Yeah. And all they said was, 
we apologize. We understand our history is unfortunate and we'll do more to include people, um, black people in our banks at all levels from now on. Mm. So what they were saying is, you know, yeah, we, 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 yeah. we were built on your backs, but you can come and work for us. <laughs> like oh, that on a telly, man. you know, they weren't scared that anything yeah. could happen to them. They weren't yeah. worried or concerned about the ethics of what happened no. or about their future. They were just no. like, yeah, we'll come get a job. Yeah. Like they could have said it like that. This, yeah. The meaning is the same. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is the thing, because the, the, does that show you how little we are considered in that department as to in morals of, okay, the sins of the father pass on to the sons. Do you get reparations for that? Okay, it may not happen directly, but as your ancestors owned my peoples, do you get anything out of that? Very little. How do you influence the tomorrow if today you're doing something you're not supposed to? You know, so should... all they're going to do is watch you, right? That's it. They're going to learn from you. And um, it's crazy. It feels like we're in, a, we're in an age where we've got much more opportunity yeah. than anyone has lived before us. Mm hmm but that choice and those amount of avenues that you can go down, they kind of, they're paralyzing. Yeah. And we're paralyzed and we, and we don't make any choice. Well, we have all these options to, to make income through different ways and to um, go to different careers, go to different countries, yeah. learn different specialisms. Mm -hmm. But a lot of us end up just getting paralyzed by the amount of, of noise. It is. You know? It's true. It's, it's true. But then where does it come to, the importance of having some type of mentor to steer you in that direction. That's what I'm saying. We need that that funnel, that funnel. Sorry, the focus. Yeah. Um, a mentor. Yeah. A representative. Yeah. Especially the male me mentors. I mean, because dare I say, the the head of the household is essentially the guy, as such. To well, most households can't say it for everybody because everyone's got their own annotation. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying that at least for the guy black male it needs to be seen that a mentor is there to be holding strong because it's okay to believe the hype but at behind closed doors who are you really because you could get pulled and this way and that way but essentially you could be broke within what two weeks of you you doing something like like signing a contract and then what do you do what happens then what where's the plan b or the plan c where's that I think lockdown is showing people they need a plan B and a plan C. Yeah. Even a plan D, but yeah. It's real now. Do you know what I mean? It's real for, I think we're really, um, a lot of people are looking in, inwards now and seeing how they can work with people that are near them to make yeah. money rather than going to other people. Yeah. So in some ways, and I'm telling you, in less ways than it should be, but in some ways, the lockdown is making people start to think for self about you know their own wealth yeah. and their own health and their own communities. Yeah. It's okay to 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 want to treat yourself, but at the same token, do you have your priorities in order? Like the bills, you can't be buying no big car if you ain't got no house. It don't make sense. <laughs> you don't, like, how is it, like, think about it. How do people pay, play Monopoly so good yeah. that they don't know how to play the real game of Monopoly? What is that about? It's, it's crazy because we don't have restraint. We don't have restraint. Well, we have restraint, but our restraint is tested all the time. Yeah. Like your restraint is tested so much that it's entrapment almost. Yeah. Like you, you are being sold something all the time, like without even knowing it. 
and is being catered to you. It's being catered to your perceived culture mm-hmm. and and it's repeating. It's coming at you every day, all the time. And if you're young, you're susceptible. You have no focus, no person telling you, yo, there's, there's another way. Yeah. Before you know it, you're 18 and that letter lands on your door and it says, do you want to buy a credit card? And you're like... Ah, the word loan. That word loan, in it? Yeah. See? See? That word loan, borrow, credit, and debit. Understand people. Credit comes with the word interest. You know? Debit is you pay the bill. That is IT it. Did you learn that in school? Well, I no. Not directly, no. I had to find out through my folks. That's how it goes. If you can't afford it, don't buy it, Gav. <laughs> Seriously, because yeah. there's no there's no way you can think it's going to be okay for you to be in debt, and that's how the game is is going. These TV shows like Can't Pay, Take It Away, or any police show that you see, mm. are there to present a certain side of things to get people on, or to to catch people unawares. I mean, they they're, they're just doing the job, and that's what they'll say. Yeah, and they are. But they are part of a bigger system and they're doing a bigger job for mm-hmm. a crooked bank mm-hmm. or smaller company yeah. that knew you can afford to borrow that amount of money in the first place, like a Bright House company or someone like that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But they gave you the money anyway because they yeah. knew the result. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're just doing a job, but they're part of, you've got to look at the system sometimes. And I think a lot of the time we are um, steered into focusing on the individual yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you can blame an individual or forgive an individual. Mm-hmm. You know, they're part of a, a bigger system that's made to keep poor people in debt. Yeah. But I believe also just being moulded in that education. Because I believe I've learned more outside of school than when I was in school. Just because they don't necessarily teach you how to deal with money and how to save and how to be financially astute as to what you're going to be coming across as you get older because yeah. like you leave at 16 but 16 is still very vulnerable between 16 and 21 so that's kid. a lot of manhood that's coming through yeah you know I think perhaps because now you have to stay in education till you're 18 right I think so yeah you stay in school and you have to be in education or training until you're 18 so you could go and get an apprenticeship or it's probably not left right now yeah or, or stay in education I think they should maybe do something where it's mandatory for two years to to have, you know, real world experience learning. So learning about how to pay taxes, yeah. how to be, how to work for yourself, yeah. how to work with finance, how to pay an electric bill, all those kind of basic things that you think your parents would teach you, yeah. but not everyone's parents might not know that themselves. Yeah. You know? So so what do you take it down to? Because some people will kind of dismiss it and say, oh yeah, if they if you if you got a problem, you say to yourself, oh, I can't afford it. Whereas someone else's mind state think, how can I afford it? Yeah. So they're problem solvers, right? Yeah. Problem solvers are normally the people that create opportunities for themselves. Mm-hmm. But problem solvers are also normally the people that understand there are choices. Mm-hmm. People who have that closed mindset the you know you got a growth mindset yeah and a fixed mindset yeah and in kind of financial situations people who have a fixed mindset have got that because fixed mindset means well that's the way things have always been yeah so that's the way that's what my mum had to do that's mm-hmm. what my dad had to do whereas mm-hmm. growth mindset would be like 
yeah, but I've seen people in this situation before and they, they went this way or they mm. navigated that way. Mm. So they start thinking, but there must be more ways. How can I work out my way out of this? Yeah. So it's, it goes back to choices being inherited. Mm -hmm. then, um, so from the home, you're saying? At the moment. But what I'm saying is those, that way of thinking should be given to young people when they're 16 to 18. Should be. That will even the playing field out. So it will ensure that those people that didn't get at home now have it. You really need to understand, like, your life is your own because what is, your, what is the legacy you leave behind? And I talk legacy a lot because people are more in the now. They're not really looking like what's going to happen next week or how does it affect you next month or the next year as such. I don't think people are that forward thinking, but I'm just trying to bring it into light as to what people at least with this lockdown, need to really consider. Because remember, lockdown started, right? And people really understood that they couldn't work with certain things. Like, all, all the luxuries had to go. They had to work with the essentials. You had the supermarket open. That was IT it. You didn't have nothing else to work with. So coming out of that, do you consider that, you know, food and drink is really essential? Even the thing like toilet paper. Toilet paper went in, like, two days flat. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So you'd be waiting at delivery just hunting down for toilet paper. I don't think people are ever going to get this time to actually manually reset their whole life. No. Not like this again. No. Like three months to really look and divulge and really get to the nitty-gritty of what is actually essential. What do you need compared to what you want? Mm -hmm. And those are the power of choice that I think people need to actually consider. You know, it's unfortunate, but essentially, what is the essentials? Because the choice is now yours. I think that's a good way to wrap it up. Yeah. Thank you for listening to everybody. Take care. Peace.